Hey Go Church family, this is Gilbert and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabot. Hello everybody. And we are back and this is week one of our April series which is called A King on the Cross. What a great title. It is. I really like it. I love, I, I love the subject and I love that we're going to get, especially into the grow groups, uh, kind of unpacking the practical aspects of how this, how eternal life and how the resurrection of Jesus affects us as believers. So the first thing I do want to say, though, uh, is that in case you missed the message on our big Sunday, you can always listen to it on our podcast or even on our website at gochurch.cc. Forward slash Beirut. Forward slash Beirut. Yep. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you is, are you part of a grow group? And if you are not part of a grow group, we really encourage you to join one of our grow groups. That's right. If you think, uh, what's a grow group? Then, well, there's two things. Number one, you're probably not part of one. Uh, but secondly, there is one for you. And um, we are looking at starting new grow groups uh that's a that's a big goal of ours this year we want to emphasize getting everyone in a grow group because groups are where we grow together groups are where we can have authentic relationships groups are where we can communicate with one another and there is that element of activation which uh, we make a big deal out of in grow groups. What do I mean activate? I mean move from, Gilbert, you say it best. Uh, I really like the way you phrase that. Move from attendance to participation. Yeah. So grow groups are basically what most of our church meetings look like, and we, we do church in these small group settings where we can come together and we get the opportunity to care for one another and to grow together and to learn together and to really hear what the Lord is trying to tell us as individuals and as a church. Yeah, I love our big Sundays. I love our, our big events. They're fun and they are also important. But in a group setting, it's hard to hide. You know, it's it's easy to hide maybe in a room of you know, three or 400 people, uh, everyone has their hands up, everyone's smiling, having a good time. And it's possible someone can come in and leave and we don't see that they need something yeah. that, uh, that they're hurting or they didn't understand something, which to me is a big deal. Uh, but in a group in, in our grow groups, uh, that's where we have a place where, uh, everyone has a voice and we can, uh, care for one another. And that's really what the Bible says, care for one another. So it's also a place where we get to develop authentic relationships. And at the end, we, we walk together in a world where, you know, things are not always going to be easy, but we have strength with our family. It's so nice to know that I can go back to my grow group and if I need anything or I need someone to pray with me, that's where it's going to happen. You know, if I need help in any way, shape, or form, that's where I can receive it. Yeah. So being part of a grow group really helps you experience, you know, experience being part of a church and experience discipleship on a whole other level. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention quickly was that there are 
some events happening this month which you do not want to miss. Pastor Matt talked about them last podcast, but I just want to mention them real quick, saying that there is the Experience Rhema Day happening on the 29th, that we have our Believers Meeting happening on the night of the 28th, which is a Friday, and then we also have a second Big Sunday this month because Pastor Joel Sims will be with us ministering during that time. So you don't want to miss Two big Sundays in April. Two big Sundays in April. Just because we like the celebration of our our one-year anniversary so much. But with that, let's get into the subject that we are talking about today and we're talking about this month, which is the King on the Cross. The first thing I want to say is that this is a month when we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And the goal of this series is that we want everyone at Go Church, all of our Go Church family, to see and to experience what God did for each one of us during the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, and also to be able to share what He did for us with others. And the main points of this message, which we're, we're digging deeper in as we go, is this. Three points. Number one, the King who came to save us. Yes. Number two, the king who came to restore us. And number three, the king who came to redeem us. Thank God. And these are not the same thing. No. No, each one of these has a, a layer of depth to it that, you know, once we understand what that means and what that means for us, we can start to enjoy it on a, on a whole other level. And we can start to experience eternal life on a whole other level. Yeah. You know, um, you might hear that and think, save us what does that mean save that that's that term kind of gets thrown around a little bit but uh if you have questions about that one of the things that we have at go church uh really for questions like that is alpha alpha is a place that uh we we actually create where you can bring questions like this and uh look at what does the scripture say um, and really, what is the what is the state of man without God? And uh, I think Alpha is a great uh, first step for people that kind of approach the things of God or the things related to the Bible with questions. We welcome that, and we have a special place for it. We're just finishing an Alpha. Uh, in fact. Um, I say that we're just finishing it because we're recording this early, but um, we're going to be starting a new alpha, and that is going to that information will be available both in the application in our WhatsApp groups. You want to make sure that you're part of our WhatsApp groups because that's where a lot of information gets pushed out. And if you've already been part of an alpha and you want to serve on a team to be able to help run alpha, reach out to us as well. There's a place for you. Yes. So. Pastor Matt, why don't you tell us about the main scripture for this month? I just, I I looked it up in uh, the Truth New Testament, and I'm going to read this. This is a Greek paraphrase translation. Um, It's a modern translation. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Because God loved the people of the world, he gave his one and only son so that Whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. 
That's good. He loves the people of the world. Yes. Each and every single person. That's me and you. That's me and you and every single person who doesn't even know him yet. Because God loved the people of the world. He gave. The, the, the message of Jesus, the gospel, begins not... Um, it begins in the love of God. It is an expression of the love of God. And Jesus is the demonstration of how much he loves us. He loves us so much. The um, New International Version says he gave his one and only son. You know, you can only do that one time. Yep, that's right. And he gave his son for me and you. If, if you think about it, I mean, for those of us that have sons, um, <laughs> would, would I do that? I, I can tell you, no. <laughs> Just flat out no. <laughs> but God did that. But he did. Yeah. He did. He did. Pastor Matt, I want to, I know we're looking at John chapter 3, verse 16, but I want to read the verse right after that, which is verse 17. Yes. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So this is the first point where we see the, the word safe. Yes. That God did not condemn or judge the people of the world, but he sent his son to save the people of the world. So this is the plan of God, that he would save us. And let's talk about what he came to save us from. Well, how about we, we start right there in the same verse and that word condemn or condemnation. I've seen the devil do such havoc uh, in people's lives, that word havoc, uh, such, uh, create such problems, turn things upside down with condemnation. You know, uh, only the devil will tempt you to do something wrong and then come and condemn you for doing it. <laughs> Only the devil would, would tempt you to tell a lie and then just jump on you and say, look what you did, look what you did. Condemnation is not from God. No. And it's so not from God, it's right here, verse 17. God loved so he gave. He loved us, so he gave us Jesus. Why? Because he would not condemn us, but he wanted to save us. So we're saved from condemnation. And I want to tell you, if, if you're struggling with thoughts of condemnation, these, uh, this accusing voice, this voice that comes and says, you should have done this, this this condemning voice that's not from god even if it's dressed up like a religious sounding idea that didn't come from god you can't find condemnation in the bible let's look at romans chapter 8 yeah. just quick sure. romans chapter 8 verse 1 Gilbert makes fun of my paper Bible. You probably hear the pages turning. So since you're still turning the pages and I'm already there, <laughs> let me read that. Go ahead. <laughs> so verse 1 in Romans 8. 
Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How much? No. None. None. Zero. Yeah, for those that are in Christ Jesus. So Jesus came to save us from condemnation. You can be free from that condemning voice right now. Yes. All we have to do is accept Jesus. And it's not hard. That's the thing. You don't have to go uh, to the highest peak in Lebanon to prove to God that you're really serious. You can do it right here, right now. You can accept Jesus. And the reason it's so easy is because God loved the world so much he gave Jesus. It's the, the gift of salvation has already been given. We don't have to work for it because he already did the work. So a few chapters back in, in Romans 5, verse 8, it says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were all still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. So he, he brought the solution to us. He made it so easy for us to just come into this place where, where we can have an open relationship with God, where we don't have to be separated, where we don't have to feel inferior or somehow condemned by all of our past mistakes but he saves us from that yes thank god yeah thank god for that he i mean when we look at what happened back in at the very beginning in in the book of genesis we see that man had was created and had a relationship with god was not separated there was nothing in the way and then the devil tempted Eve and deceived her. And by that, Adam also sinned against God when he disobeyed the command of God. Yes. And through this sin came separation between man and God. And because of this sin, we see that death came in. And there was a, um, there was at that moment a separation that was placed between God and man. And you know, um, the, in Romans chapter 1, we see that uh, you know, Paul makes the comment that the truth and God's wisdom is actually put in display, put on display in creation. Mm-hmm. And you can understand, and you can see, let's say it this way, you can see an example of separation the separation that sin caused and you can see us you can see an example of what the bible calls spiritual death and what jesus calls eternal life by just looking at the behavior of light and darkness light and darkness is something everyone everyone alive that can see can experience mm-hmm. And one of the fundamental things is they do not coexist. Where there is light, there is no darkness. Right. Light always dispels darkness. I remember when I was a little kid, I remember this illustration. My pastor said uh, you could take, if you could figure out a way to pipe darkness into a train, 
and you filled up 42 train cars filled with darkness. And then you took all of those train cars into a building and let loose all of the darkness and then turned on white one light bulb. That one light bulb would dispel the darkness. Darkness cannot coexist with light, period. They don't share the same space. And in the same way, eternal life displaces and dispels the darkness of spiritual death. That's good. That's good. That's so powerful. Yeah. So the you could say that eternal life and spiritual death are opposites. Exactly. So, Pastor Matt, tell me what we mean when we're talking about spiritual death. Well, spiritual death, um, we think, you know, natural, natural people tend to think naturally. And really, if you, if you uh, spend some time in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8, this will help you. Um, but natural people tend to think naturally. And so if you think naturally about death, you think about someone that uh, their life ends. But really, um, death is being separated. So First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 says that we, me and you, mm-hmm. we are spirit beings. We have a soul, that's our mind, our will, and emotions, and then we live in a body. You know, most of us all live in an apartment building, but the apartment building is not us. It's just where we live. The same way, the same thing is true of our body. This is not us, my physical body. This is just where I live right now. And if I, the real me, is separated from my body, my body will uh, die because there is separation. Spiritual death is when I am separated from the author of life. That's, the, that's what the Bible calls, uh, calls the Lord. He is the author of life. And if I am separated from him by sin then I am in a state of spiritual death. So, studying this out in the Bible, we see that there are different kinds of death. Yes. So, there is spiritual death, right, which is a separation from the Spirit of God. Yes. Then, then there is... Physical death, physical which is, death. if you are separated from your body, um, there, and there's many accounts of people that... Uh, were in an accident or they had something happen and then they uh, they left their body and then medical science doctors they brought them back and they they the um, one one person described it as like putting their foot inside of a shoe they got back in their body because they, they the real them are not their body but physical death is when your spirit is separated from your body and then what is the third kind that is the third kind is the, the bad kind, and that's the second death, and that's the, the scripture uh, calls it the second death, or eternal separation from God. So that is outside of space and time, at some point, people who don't have a relationship with God are eternally separated from God. Well, we see that in the, it's actually recorded in the book of Revelation, and it's those who reject the free gift of salvation. Um, so it's a time of judgment later, after physical death, where people that had the opportunity to say yes to Jesus, they had the opportunity to uh, receive eternal life and said no. 
So in, uh, you, you mentioned the book of Romans, and I want to read this verse in Romans 6, uh, chapter 23, which says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, we see the opposites here. We see one working against the other. We see light and darkness. So There's two opposites there, right? Exactly. There's uh, death and life. Yes. But there's wages and gift. Right. That's good. Because wages, that's something that you earn. Right? Because if you go to work and you put in eight hours, you have a big pile of boxes and they say, I'm going to give you so many, uh, I'll give you so many lollipops if you move this pile of boxes from here to there. Those are wages. But a gift is something that you receive that you did not earn. Yeah. So, so really... It is as far from the east as from the west what we receive in salvation from what man experienced in sin. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Praise God. So we can receive salvation by, as a gift. Yes. So it's a gift earned, which and is it's not a, earned. And it's a gift already given. It's so all we have to yes. do is receive it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So... That's what we see as well in the book of Ephesians, right? Where in chapter 2, Paul actually starts talking about we were dead in our transgressions and sins in which we used to live when we followed the way of this world. Yeah, so now look at the language there. Uh, we were dead and that's where we lived. Well, how do you live when you're dead? You, he was. In, he's saying we were in a state of separation and so we were living, going about our life in a state of separation from the author of life. Yeah. So there, so there's a point in each and every single person's life where we are body and soul, but our spirit is separated from God. Yes. And the gift of God through Jesus is that our spirit is born new and this is what we talk about when we say being born again, that we can have our spirits born again with the life of God in us. And that is that moment that Pastor Matt was talking about where we are saved from spiritual death and we receive the gift of eternal life. Yeah, and the way we receive anything that God gives is by faith because we don't, earn or deserve what God gives, He's given it to us because of His grace, because He is good, because He loves us, and that's our key scripture, because God loved us so much, He gave. What do you do when someone gives you a gift? You receive. The way we receive things from God is by faith. And so we can receive the free gift of salvation if you've never done that, you can receive it now while you're listening to me. And that's the beautiful thing. You don't have to earn it or deserve it because he already gave it to you. I, I love something that uh, Pastor Matt Beamer says. God has already made up his mind about how he feels about you, what he thinks of you, meaning he looks at who you are not what you've done. He sees who you could be in him, not who you were without him. 
And the way to go from where you are to where he wants you to be is to say yes to him and receive what he's done by faith. In Romans chapter 10, we've been in the book of Romans a lot, Romans chapter 10 tells us that it's as simple as saying with your mouth and believing in your heart. And for those that want to argue and say that, well, salvation is, uh, you, you should be able to measure that uh, if someone is, is really a sincere follower of Christ, then their life will change. Yes, that's true. That's absolutely true. After they receive the free gift, but not in order to receive the free yes. gift. This is, the, this is what we said before, that eternal life starts now, but we can start living it forever, right? The, what happened on the cross is the beginning, it's not the end. And the point that we're talking about, which is being saved from eternal separation and having this eternal life in us and having a new being born again with a new spirit that is a starting point to eternal life and that is what we're planning on digging deeper into as we go we're running out of time but i just want to read this the scripture in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 i love this verse it's so powerful therefore if anyone is in christ the new creation has come the old has gone and the new is here that's a starting point that's a fresh starting point for us to go from here and start to experience yeah. and see these changes in our life that you were just talking about yeah Pastor if Ryan. anyone is in christ that includes me and you they are a new creature a new creation a new creation that's amazing yeah brand new man i could talk a lot about that but we are running out of time and uh what we're going to talk about next week is the king who came to restore us yes so we're taking this further and further and further we're talking about eternal life and what it looks like you're not going to want to miss that and you don't want to miss the grow groups which is the chance for uh this to become practical that's right that's right and remember it's as easy as receiving a gift yes it's just as easy as saying yes I receive eternal life. Yeah. So if you've never received Jesus uh, and you have questions about this, we're happy to to, uh, to talk. We've got people that uh, would be glad to spend time and pray with you. But we can just pray right now. And like I said, Romans chapter 10 makes it very simple. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 tells us that we just declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And if we believe in our heart that God raised him up from the dead, the Bible says we will be saved. And so you can say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart right now. You can say, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I call him Lord, and I believe that God raised him from the dead. And so now I say that I am saved. Now, friend, listen, 
You might not look different. You might not feel different. But the Bible says you are brand new, a new creature in Christ. And we talked last week, we'll talk more about stirring up and getting what's on the inside of you out. But that's where it begins. If you just prayed that with us, I want to know about it so we can celebrate and rejoice with you. And if you've heard this and you think, you know what, maybe I could lead someone else to Jesus, I want to, I want to encourage you. I'm going to say you can, and you can do it just like that because he has done all the work. Yeah. All we have to do is receive. It's a free gift. Yeah. And we just receive it by faith, and we decide to move into our eternal life. Amen. Thank God. Praise God. Well, if no one told you, we love you, and we're expecting God's best for you. Bless you, go church family. See you next week.